Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the My Tech Assistance Podcast. Today's episode is about how IT leaders can cut costs and maximize the ROI of their technology investments without disrupting the business. To speak about this is Paul Dewar, the founder of IT automation platform ReadyWorks. Paul says smart CIOs and IT leaders should look much deeper to qualify the use and necessity of technology before putting it on the chopping block. Before we get to Paul, here's a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now here's Paul. All right, Paul, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, so, Paul, um, every company has thrown a ton of money at technology over the last couple of years in response to uh, remote work, cyber attacks, et cetera. So um, how can companies kind of reevaluate their IT spending once everything is sort of stabilized? Hmm. Uh, I think you said thrown in and in response are kind of like the key words there, right? Um, it was dramatic measures, dramatic kind of response to, to some crazy times. And I think people had a tendency to overreact or perhaps over overspend. Uh, you saw a lot of uh, enterprises just really kind of opening up the, the purse strings and, and saying, hey, let's get done whatever we need to. Um, and so, so I think in response to that, you've seen organizations with like Teams, Slack, Zoom, and 15 other um, collaboration types tools that do the same thing. Um, we, we had one customer that was uh, um, a global footprint, they had about 100,000 people, and they overspent in the order of eight figures for purchasing new hardware and laptops for their, for their staff because they just didn't know, you know who was out there, what they needed, and kind of what their functions were. So, so I think in response to that, what you're going to see is really just a, a real focus on, on asset management, uh, both from the hardware side, from the software side, and just general, generally infrastructure, right? Who's using it? Its life cycle. Where is it being deployed? And and that's going to just have a tremendous focus, you know, from from you know, large enterprises as they go forward. And and I think that's that's kind of the ebb and flow of of the way organizations operate, right? Um, it was it was a response based based on on you know, kind of those events at the time. But you know, the change is never finished. Like you said, you know, once things stabilize, right? The, the idea is that the evolution is constant. The technology is changing. And so there's always going to be this balancing act between, you know, kind of preserving and keeping the lights on and anticipating the needs of the future and, and just keeping the appropriate balance. Uh, I, I think that's, that's generally the approach. So when you are evaluating your, your IT spend, and you probably, you know, assume that you're overspending somewhere, um, now where should IT uh, pros look first? And is there, is there some kind of common trend you've seen that, um, Maybe it's hardware, software, um, you know, video conferencing, security. Is there, is there anywhere that you know we're overspending a lot these days? Yeah, I think the general overarching umbrella trend is moving things to the cloud. Um, I think everyone's got an appetite to do so. Everyone realizes the benefit and the promise of getting there. And, and it's just really moving away from old infrastructure, uh, essentially the technical debt that, uh, that an enterprise carries. Uh, it, it's just a massive burden. And, and the faster organizations can kind of move to the cloud, they can have that flexibility. They can have that agility that comes with, hey, a change happens and we need to pivot here or there. You can do so with a lot more um, capability and flexibility, but but the challenge in getting there is is you know it's not an easy path forward. It's not the flip of a switch. It it takes time, and those are usually uh, programs that, that that take a bit of take a bit of time. 
Um, again, we, we had another customer that was consolidating three physical data centers into you know, one physical and then a hybrid model. And that process took them a couple of years to get there. Uh, but what they were able to do is they eliminated the physical real estate costs of the multiple data centers. They were able to reduce the, their insurance premiums for keeping old legacy kit that they need to support or isolate. And then they ultimately uh, were able to reduce the hardware spend based on these multiple locations and, and bring that into a higher density, you know, greater capacity within one location. So, so there's a lot of things that kind of come with moving things to the cloud in terms of managing those costs. But it's it's part of a journey, you know. It's you don't flip the switch and you just get there tomorrow. It's it's a the bigger the enterprise, the more complex it is. There, there's a lot of layers to that. Is there um, a um, is, it, is it is it feasible to overspend on on cloud? And um, I know absolutely. Um, obviously, the the um, one of the selling points of cloud is that it's you know cheaper and and you can kind of um, it has maybe more of a um, you know. It, you can anticipate uh, spend more with, with the, you know, as a service billing model. Um, but, you know, yeah, is, is it possible to spend more on cloud than you are on-prem? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so again, it's not a wholesale win, you know, kind of solution. And that's why the notion of hybrid is, is really going to be the wave of, of most enterprises. Um, you can overspend, you can overconsume, you can overpurchase, it's like anywhere else. And again, I think it goes back to that asset management, you know, kind of theme at the top of the, the questioning, which is if you don't really have a good command of what you need, what the requirements are, and then what that looks like in a cloud model, you're very likely to go kind of off the off the <laughs> off the path and 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 potentially overspend. And, and most most enterprises actually do. Uh, that's why they go through this kind of pilot process. They take a few, you know, maybe not so important workloads and not so important uh, um, parameters, and they experiment and they try and they see, hey, how does this work? How does this how does this fit our requirements? How does this fit our our needs? <clears throat> and then from there, they're able to essentially kind of pilot that explore and then build a roadmap and a path for how to how to transform the rest of their organizations and, and be more cloud friendly because it is fundamentally a different operating you know kind of model right um, so when you know it is time to you know actually take action and you know uh, uh, reduce IT spending and, and custom solutions how do you make sure you do that um, without impacting you know any part of the business or any, maybe any department which is you know might be the only department using uh, whatever solution that you're looking to cut. Again, it, it's it's a it's a little bit of a of a of a gray area or a nuanced answer, if you will. Um, if it's an organic company that's grown and they have a good command of their of their mission critical systems and what they need, they usually have a decent. Um, line of sight to, to what what are those kind of uh, uh, important systems and those things that they can move with with a fair amount of, of discipline. Um, other organizations grew by, let's say, acquisition or bringing in other, other companies. And for them, uh, it's a lot harder to answer that question. Um, again, another example is we have a, a healthcare provider uh, that grew by essentially purchasing a bunch of smaller hospitals, right? A pretty common theme that you see, yeah. you know, almost everywhere. And what that meant from an IT infrastructure perspective was they were essentially a patchwork of a bunch of different hospitals kind of stitched together under the under the brand of one thing, but under the covers, there were you know, multiple systems with redundant and overlapping kind of functionality. Um, a really, really kind of a, 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 a hornet's nest of stuff that really didn't know what was, uh, um, what was mission critical? Did they have multiple PAC systems for their, for their MRIs and their imaging? Did they have multiple ERP systems for billing and so forth? And trying to um, drive a path forward and say, hey, which are the ones that we can touch? Which are the ones that are redundant? 
not such an easy process. And, and again, I think it comes back to that same theme, really having a command of what your assets are, how are they being used, who uses them for what purpose, and, and what is the impact of that really starts to align kind of the, the business and the IT uh, um, um, together in, in, in a way that allows you to make those decisions around, okay, do we go you know cloud here or do we stay on-prem here or some other hybrid iteration? Um, it, it all emanates and, and all of your kind of kind of decisions start from that, that uh, um, understanding what you've got and then having a line of sight to where you want to go. Mm. Um, so Paul, IT budgets are always tight and um, good IT talent, especially in cybersecurity, um, which is something that I've been covering is uh, really hard to find right now. Mm -hmm. um, so how important is it that, that organizations maximize the ROI, you know, of their technology um, and how do you know those those small IT departments help them do that? Yeah, you know ROI is really it's at the heart of every investment. Uh, you know, I think the perhaps the old school philosophy was throw bodies at the problem, maybe even outsource it to a vendor, or maybe even go offshore. But but those days are are I think you know kind of past us. The the size, the complexity, the 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 heterogeneous kind of ecosystems of of systems are just gotten so big and so large that that really you know. People and bodies are, are, are not the solution any longer. You really got to lean into uh, um, a different approach and, and applying innovation and emerging techs to kind of tackle those things is, is really going to be the, the mechanism to go forward and really to, to, to generate that, that ROI. Um, so things like um, AI, ML, automation, digital platform conductors, things like that that allow um, um, you know, a really finite team of people to really reach beyond their kind of individual, you know, reach is, is, is the enabler, right? You're giving them the capacity to do more because um, it, it's just beyond kind of any one group or, or a small group. Um, again, I'll give you another example. We had a, a, um, a, a banking customer that was doing a refresh program of their, of their um, endpoint estate. And, um, you know, they were probably in the range of 80,000 people and they had about 15 people managing this process from, who had what, where was it being used, what were the applications on there, um, so on and so forth. They were really aggregating, pulling together all this information in a very manual sort of approach and uh, essentially brute forcing this, this kind of refresh transformation motion. Um, by, by leveraging you know, some of those DPC technologies, the digital platform conductors, they were able to bring together a lot of those assets of, of intelligence and data and automation. And that's now streamlined down to two people essentially managing that as a BAU process. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, you're really talking about taking the talent that you've got and giving them a force multiplier, enabling them with the tools to do what they can and, and you know, kind of extend their reach. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's obviously something that, that um, you know, as a IT journalist who's getting uh, press releases every day from, from all these uh, new, uh, you know, IT uh, or software companies and cybersecurity companies, automation, um, you know, is, seems to be the, the, uh, the uh, hot button word right now. Um, mm -hmm. so, but speaking of, the, so, so as I just said, I get a million press releases from all these software companies, a lot of them startups launching new solutions, uh, new technology that, you know, is supposed to be a lifesaver for any IT department, et cetera. So how do you, as, as a, you know, IT spender kind of, you know, uh, you know, wade through the BS and, and decide on a solution that is actually, you know, um, going to help you do your job? Well, it, it's, you really need alignment between what the business is trying to do and what you need as as IT groups and IT operators within within the trenches. 
um, you know, it really always begins with what's the demand of the business, and then how does that how does that get um, addressed or met by by the supporting teams? Uh, again, I think the best way to tell a story is, is is to kind of prove the point. Another banking customer of ours is in the process of of transforming its its essentially it's a whole banking operation. They have a um, a mainframe application that's been running all of their banking for the last you know couple of decades. And as they think about their business and what their customers need going forward, they need it to change and they need it to transform. Um, you know, they're, they're bringing together, hey, you got checking and savings and things like that. But, you know, the customer of the future is going to want crypto and 529s and 401s and other capabilities that, you know, this mainframe app wasn't built, you know, you know decades ago to, to address. And so you have the business wanting one thing and you have IT teams now trying to meet that demand. And so that's, that's the balancing act, right? You've got to figure out... Um, uh, you know, there's news and there's buzz about all these fancy things, and there's there's practical applications of what's got to get done. And I think those two can't operate in separate silos. They really have to be married at the hip. And and if those decisions are made, you know, kind of jointly, then I think you are making the right blend and the right balance between, hey, we've got to keep the lights on, we've got to operate, you know, our business, and we're leaning into some of these emerging techs, both from established and new vendors, because that's that's where where you know a lot of that innovation comes from. So. Again, no silver bullet. It's really just alignment. It's transparency, and then and then really working towards a towards a um, kind of a focused objective across all the towers. Very good, Paul. Uh, thanks very much for uh, spending some time with us. Um, well, I think I think we we covered a lot. Unless there's anything else that that you wanted to to hit on. No, Zach. Appreciate the time to chat, and and looking forward to it. Of course. All right. Thanks very much, Paul.